Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 208th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy, 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 sexy legends over at Audio Technica. And I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And the Bangalore to my lifeline, my podcast, Ride or Die, you can find her, Pwned Noobs, on Apex Legends or on the socials at Miss Ally Hart. How are you doing today, Miss Ellie Hart? We're doing something different recording on a Thursday slash Friday. Yeah, I was switching it up a little. Uh, luckily, we picked a good day on a very, very special event happening today. So uh, we'll be able to weave that in. Mm-hmm. Talking about Hell games yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you, you doing well? Doing, yeah, doing well. Battling the heat. But um, I mean, it's not as bad as Australian summer. So I, I can bear it. I can bear it. That's true. You're you're a trooper. You know, you're fighting the good heat fight. So uh, you just do what you can. Stay safe over there. There's more bloody national unrest <laughs> happening yet again due to uh, police doing dumb fucking police things. So uh, Tell me stay safe it. out there. Not to mention moving from one country that catches on fire to another that apparently catches on fire as well. So yeah. feeling at home. I imagine. I imagine. <laughs> so How about uh, yourself? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's it's crazy, crazy at the moment for for different reasons over this side of the side of the fence. But uh, I'm doing okay. Looking forward to, to talking some video games, seeing if you got some more of them uh, them uh, champion uh, crowning moments in Apex. If you've ascended to the top again this week, boy, do I have a crowning. <laughs> Did we want to start there? Do you want do you want to share this crowning moment? Tell me the things. I gotta say, it's uh, very funny that you said um, the like. To, like the Bangalore to your uh, lifeline because um, I did a big whoopsie. <laughs> I had, I um, we my, my team of randoms. Um, we were the final team against another team, and you know we had them down pretty good. But then my two team members got dropped, and I'm like, it's only me. There's still two on the other side that I can see. So I um, I threw my you know special move. The you know. Your little, oh, your, your sort of aerial bombardment. Exactly right. I didn't know that could hurt me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does. It does uh, damage to yourself as well. <laughs> so did you down yourself as, and yes. further damage your squad mates and they won off that? Yeah. Oh, no. You sort of hurry curried yourself. <laughs> it was so bad because I thought, yeah, I'm going to like throw this on us we'll be protected because there'd be no obviously no kind of like team damage obviously so i'll throw that i'll be able to revive my mates i'm literally going to the lifeline to revive her and it just goes i die (laughs) were you on comms like did your squad mates sort of go uh what oh i don't do comms and i'm glad i don't and i promise you the second that that happened i got out of the lobby i got out of the game i turned off origin like i <laughs> uninstall 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 <laughs> i changed change. my name 
I was like so like embarrassed and I felt so bad for my team. We worked so hard to like be in the final two and I just fucked it up. It makes it tough. I've I've had similar situations happen like when you're playing someone you're not used to playing. So your sort of mental memory thinks when you use your abilities you're going to do something but then it's something different because you're playing as a a different character than your main yeah so i've had that happen a few times where i'm like yeah i'm gonna um you know pop this and and yeah if you bangle or pull the smoke or whatever else but instead it's something else you're some shielding if you're playing as rampart or or whatever you know and it's those parts i've had a few times happen we're like oh fuck what have i done the door well, this, I like, I, every time I've used this ability, it's always been a way. It's like, it's always been trying to get people that are hiding, get them out of their hiding spot, which is obviously further away from us. But with this one, I'm like, oh, if I just drop it like here, like, I just assumed there'd be no team damage. You should have just tossed that smoke in and done the YOLO. Yeah, I, sh- I really should have. But like, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I was doing a mad strat there, but no so it um, happens it happens do you get any happens. victories though in your in your, this week and you meet recent uh, run with apex no top three top two um no wins this week but that's okay. fine that's yeah. fine i don't deserve that win this week that's punishment <laughs> you put yourself into timeout yeah set myself in my own timeout yeah yeah I, I got a couple of wins on the xbox uh this week i think i played sunday monday a little bit on apex and got a couple of w's with a few randoms so uh that was good no no crazy moments like yours it was pretty just standard run-of-the-mill stuff but uh yeah yeah it's still good <laughs> loving the changes with season six yeah but um i've also been playing a little ditty that uh we sort of highlighted i think on last week's episode that just came out this past mm-hmm. week uh called spirit fairer it's a little indie game by a Canadian studio called Thunder Lotus Games, and it is available. I know we keep saying this every other week. It is available included in Xbox Game Pass. So if you're already on the Game Pass service and you're looking for a nice little indie gem, this is one for you. Uh, it's, a, it's a management sim slash pseudo sandbox action game is what it's described as. It's like a little oh. bit of an action platformer. Uh, you, you play the role of Stella, and you're accompanied by your adorable little cat, Daffodil. And... Oh. Um, you're taking over the role as the spirit fairer uh, from this uh, mythological, almost like friendly looking Grim Reaper character named uh, Charon or Sharon. They retire and give you the role of the fairy master where you're pretty much sailing the seas, finding wayward spirits, granting their final wishes and then taking them to the Everdor, which is the, the gateway to the afterlife. Mm. So <clears throat> it kind of sounds a little dreary. I know that description there makes it sound like it'd be pretty bleak uh, but it's a really gorgeous game like it's got a lot of heart a lot of charm uh, the characters you meet along the way when you first meet them like you, you're on your you're on your on your ship like they say it's a ferry but it's it's a it's a big old ship and you can build it up you, you build like lodgings on there and gardens and um, kitchens and things so it becomes like this floating city really with mm. all these uh, various characters you pick up along the way and ha- inhabiting it and you can sort of, uh, you know, some RPG elements, you know, crafting and um, cooking and things like that come into the into the game as well. But it's got such so much charm, like it's the art style, it's really vibrant. It does have a little bit of a Ghibli esque aesthetic to it. Like the character models are slightly different, but it's got that same sort of color color palette, those same sort of larger than life characters. 
uh, really quirky. The dialogue's really witty as well. Um, and mm. all the characters you meet are very diverse. Uh, I know you said you didn't want to play this game because of, of the situation where you're ferrying uh, these, these spirits, which are animals in this game. Like, so you meet, I guess, like, it's not really spoilers, but the, the spirits you meet on these islands as you're traversing the, the, the ocean and you meet these people on the islands, they're, they're sort of like this very bland, generic character when you meet them on the arm, but when you get them onto, onto your ship, uh, they sort of transform and take, like, the form of an animal. And I know that's the part that you're sort of like, yep. can't deal with saying goodbye to the animals. And there is some <laughs> some pretty touching moments and, and some um, pretty emotional uh, stories that you're dealing with with these characters. But the characters themselves, the vast, well, I haven't finished the game yet, but everyone you meet and, and bring back to your ship is someone that you've met from your former, like your former human life. So <gasps> it's like friends, families, teachers, things like that. Yeah. And then you meet them on the ship and they become... You know, like you meet your uncle and he's like a big frog, stuff like that. So I think no. you'd be okay playing this no. because I... I thought the human connection might lessen the severity of saying goodbye to these animals. I thought, no. I was hoping. No, like the whole concept of like, like I guess them having an animal form and kind of getting to know them and getting their final wish and then having to say goodbye to them. Like I've seen the scenes where you like, you hug them and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, can't do it. I won't be able to do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a really well thought out game. Like the the characters you meet along the way, and you know, giving them gifts, keeping them fed. Yeah, as you said, in, engaging in discussion, and then you've got an option to hug them, and that can like level up their their overall mood towards you and the situation, which can then open up. Then you know they'll find more resources for you, or they'll do things on the ship and repair things and stuff. So there is that element to it where there is this sort of care and love and affection that you can show to certain characters. But if you do it to some, they're like, no, I don't want to hug, you know, like, no, I'm good. You know? So that kind of, that's okay. Is a little bit embarrassing. Like when you go in for the hug, like, Whoa, Whoa, man, you know, no, thanks. No, thanks. But it's, it's really cute. And it's really nice. Like the, the, the score, the musical score that they've done for this game really matches in with with the the emotional arcs that you're dealing with with these characters uh there's there's a fishing mechanic in it and i'm i'm mad for fishing mechanics yeah. in games they, they chuck a rod <laughs> in a game it's like sign me up I'll, I'll buy this game day one and um yeah so i like the crafting i like the resource gathering your little cat daffodil is adorable you can you can pick pick the cat up at any any time like give him a cuddle you can sit on certain parts of furniture and you know the cat will jump up and sit on your lap and you can sort of you know get cozy and stuff so it's Aww. just it's it's very well thought out as far as the the interactivity between the npcs which can be just random ancillary nothings that you meet on these islands or the mainline characters or playing as stella uh, you know, there's a musical element in it as well. Uh, you know, full disclosure, there's like a little pseudo farm you, you you sort of build on your ship, and if you play music in time, like it's it's a rhythm based uh, element with the with the guitar, it'll make the the things you're growing in this little farm area grow quicker. So it's oh, like no. this a is this is a hook for you. Element, holy shit! Yeah, Damn. farming, musical based rhythm, uh, cute characters, oh. really nice heartfelt moments like. I think you'd be able to play. I reckon you should at least give it I'm a just, crack. I'm just going to have to like buy a giant tub of ice cream, bunch of tissues and just like sit in the dark and just play it. 
just so I get to experience it because it does it sounds absolutely adorable it sounds really lovely it looks beautiful and I, yeah. I'm sure I'm just shooting myself in the foot by stopping myself from playing it so. yeah I, I seriously think this is a you game like I know that those those hang-ups you mentioned as far as I can't do it because of X I reckon <laughs> the game itself is that good and, and that in your wheelhouse that you'll be able to play it and and enjoy it because it's it's really nice and it's you know it's a game with a big heart and i love that about this like it's so different to everything else i've been playing lately and it's just been a nice little disconnect you know and Mm. i've been i've only been playing the last couple of days but it's really sweet it's charming characters are great most most of the interactivity with characters is done via text on a screen you do hear them occasionally make noises or you know in their their talking voice you get little animals based grunts or like random you know chibi sounds but you do occasionally get words like you'll hear things in in the conversation but the discussions are great like the characters they're all unique and as i said there's witty banter and heartfelt banter and jokes and yeah everything everything is really well put together and, and thunder lotus games have done exceptionally well like it's on it's on every platform it's on pc playstation 4 switch uh xbox one and stadia as i said you can get it included in xbox game pass uh, and that's the way i got it and it's uh, it's reviewing really well too it's 85 on metacritic for pc and then ign gave it a 9 out of 10 so it's it's getting some positive press and and i think you need to check it out it's, it's cute it's that that sim that sim mechanic that you love so much yeah. with cute characters with animals and some other stuff from your favorite subgenres, you know, like rhythm-based games and stuff. It's all in there for you. I feel this game was sort of indirectly made for you in a way. God damn it! Why did they just have to make sad parts? Oh, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna cave. I probably can't let this go by now, especially knowing that there's a rhythm farming element. Uh-huh. So yeah, <laughs> I kind of have to jump on board. Yeah. Oh, you may have sold it. You may have sold it to me. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's like the the control scheme is really simple. Uh, it's it's easy to to get your head around how the game plays and the mechanics and um you know just the crafting system on the ship and then leveling up your little um blueprint area. Uh, you start with pretty lowly area where you can, all you can do is yeah put a a lodging area like a communal area in. You can do your kitchen and stuff. When you level that up, you get access to new buildings you can stack on your ship and it's funny because it's just like the central area of your ship and you just sort of like tear it up almost it becomes like this big giant obnoxious skyscraper in the middle middle of your of your ferry but it's awesome it's really cool check it out check it out i've been i've been really enjoying i'm gonna play more of it this weekend oh i'll have to see yeah but yeah i haven't been playing much else apart from that what about you i see you've got another game there on the docket oh my god so this um Tabletop Simulator has been brought to my attention years ago, years ago. And I like I never bought it because I don't think obviously it was sold to me <laughs> why I should get it. But um, recently got to play it. And oh, my God, this is amazing, especially during like all this COVID bullshit. Like you get to play board games with your friends online. Like I know that might sound kind of shitty, but like it wasn't. I got to play Uno and I played that for a few hours with some friends. Mm. And then I also played Candyland for the first time Ooh. ever. I don't and even like, know what that is. So you're going to yeah. have to bring me up to speed with Candyland. It is the most simplest game in the world. It's literally just pick up a card. The card shows you a color and you move to that color. Oh, That's okay. It. Um, but I know that like, well, I also found out that Candyland is very... Um, 
like very very popular in America so everyone was quite shocked when I said like I have no idea what this game is and they're like what you don't have Candyland yeah easy as and also I've been playing Uno wrong or Americans make up rules or some bullshit Mm so you know but either way it was just a lot of fun having this element and like there are so many games there's like card games there's board games there's like there's all like other type of games like any other type of game that you would normally just play with friends on you know obviously a tabletop like it's all available in there and it's bonkers like i didn't know that it had such access to like so many different games like when i saw when you see the picture it has like a picture of chess and checkers so i was like yeah right like yeah (laughs) yeah. the fun ones um but no uh, it got explained to me that no it's got a a catalog of just tons of games in there and i think you can also customize your own as well so like and i can't believe i just played uno for hours like i understand that you can actually buy uno i think you can buy it on xbox you can maybe buy it on switch or pc Mm -hmm. but like this is like the idea of buying one game and having access to others so it's pretty clever yeah I'm a bit of a so, sucker for a good game of Uno, but now I'm curious to know like what these Americans know or do differently with with Uno as opposed to us. Look, I got corrected like already saying yeah, like that's the rule, but I didn't know the rule that like say if we're playing and I get the one card, you're allowed to say Uno to as like make me pick are? up four. Like oh. so say say me and you're playing. You've got a, you know, like what, four cards in your hand and I've yep, got yep. two. Now, then I put the card down. So then I've got one in my hand. Apparently, if you say Uno before, before I do, do. Oh. I have to pick up four. I don't think I knew that rule either. Me either. And then there was this like other rule I'm trying to remember that they told me something about double stacking or if you have the card where it's like the one where you just change the color not the draw four mm-hmm. just the one where you change color the second you have that in your hand you have to play it oh, okay yeah so I'm i don't know they're this, making this seems up these a bit, <laughs> bit bananas to me but i haven't Thank played you. uno in a while so so i don't know maybe some listeners out there can either confirm or just say that they were you know trying to screw over the australians and bullshit but um yeah i either learnt some rules or learnt some fake rules playing okay. uno but either way fun go. was had you Underground can also uno yeah <laughs> like fight club but you can also draw on the table so that was way more entertaining for me and and it actually has a function where you can just flip the table if you're not happy oh, with what's happening rage out. so yeah just full-on rage out but um yeah tabletop simulator <laughs> like for everyone out there like especially those of us that do a lot of like online gameplay with friends it's probably a good one just to shoot the shit, just to chat, okay. maybe everyone have a drink and just play some card games or board games. Yeah, I, I can't wait to actually really go through and see all the things that are available. Mm, interesting. I yeah. Finally enough, when I read it as tabletop similar, I thought it was going to be like role play, a role play type of game. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, a D&D or something along those lines. There was like a picture of like a role playing tabletop that you could choose. So <laughs> I think like, I think it really is pretty endless. I'll have to like really go through the list and see if I can pull some out for us to play. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Well, the only other thing I've been doing this week, uh, apart from finishing up most of the TV shows I've been, been binging, I've, I've finally got back onto the, the horse that is known as Lucifer. I don't know if you've watched any of this at all. No, but... I don't know why. I always see like clips of it and they're usually pretty good. 
Mm. Like, not too offensive, not too, like, kind of, like, on the nose. So I've thought maybe watching it. Is it good? It it is pretty good. It's easy watching, too. Like, it's sort of... I don't have to give it my complete attention. Like, I'll have it going if I'm doing a bit of work or whatever else. Uh, It's... It's, it's been around since 2016. Uh, it was originally uh, picked up and then it got cancelled and then picked up again by Netflix. So the final, the last few seasons have been on Netflix and it's it's based around the devil who in this show is known as Lucifer Morningstar. Uh, he, he leaves hell, moves to Los Angeles and sets up his own nightclub and he's, he's running this nightclub and then he becomes like a, a consultant for the LAPD. So it's sort of like police drama a little bit of comedy action type of thing <laughs> what yeah like like stick with me like picture like csi but with the devil in it like I'm thinking and like, a little bit of a lighter tone those weird shows like blake bones whereas like you yeah know, yeah like picture a- bones but chuck the devil in there you know bones is probably tonally exactly Castle. like how Castle's this is the other one where it's like you know a, a writer, a writer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, so similar situations. Yeah, they're, they're better comparisons than uh, than what I said to begin with. There, yeah. So so picture that, but replace uh, Nathan Fillion with Tom Ellis, who plays the devil, aka Lucifer Morningstar. So I'm about I'm into the third season at the moment. So I've been digging through it pretty quick this week, and it's just easy watching. Like it was uh, originally from Neil Gaiman, uh, Neil Gaiman. Like so, it's a comics character. Like he. This Lucifer sort of storyline fell into the Sandman uh, comic arc for anyone that knows of the Sandman. So, uh, so he's uh, from that sort of storyline initially, and they've sort of just ripped him out of that and chucked him into this television show. So, no, it was based from like or taken from any kind of comic. Really, I just thought it was you know Hollywood. Yeah, and it's it's got that very Hollywood look to it, and the, the tone is very hollywood-esque but it's it's just easy watching like as i mm-hmm. said there's some good action some good drama some good melodrama uh some good laughs and there's a bit of heart to it like just sort of seeing seeing this guy tom ellis who plays uh the devil like he's, he's honest to everybody like he like he talks like he goes to a a therapist and he talks like how hard it is being the devil and whatever else but she just thinks that's his way of coping with his emotions you know like Aww. saying that he's the devil and all these things he deals with and whatnot so no one takes him seriously yeah uh, so which is kind of cool like he can sort of show his his face i guess you could say and so he's he's frightened a few bad criminals along the way on the like on the police arcs and things but for the most part they just think he's just this english obnoxious club owner really which is kind of yeah. cool so it's it's really well done. It's just easy to watch. So if you're looking for something a little bit lighter in tone, uh, that's it's got a ton of episodes. I think there's 70 plus episodes of this with the sixth season coming either at the tail end of this year or I'm assuming 2021 with with how things are. So they've they've sort of confirmed that the sixth is going to be the last season. So there'll be a nice big bow on the end of this. Uh, but yeah, I think I think check it out. It's just been good, easy watching. You know, a bit of bit of dumb cop melodrama with some heart and who doesn't want to see the devil acting as a consultant to the police like it's just so dumb but it works the lead up to you describing it has pretty much sold me it was like the devil he goes to la he owns a club then he starts helping the cops i'm like that sounds so stupid I it will really does it. <laughs> it really does but it's it's just good watching and funnily enough like jerry bruckheimer is is the producer behind this like who's done many many big budget films yeah um and and a lot of action so you can sort of see his dna sprinkled with how this thing's shot and um just just the tone 
but yeah check it out like tom ellis is great as lucifer morningstar and like his his because he ends up almost, like he's a consultant to the lapd but he's sort of like the pseudo partner of detective chloe decker who's uh played by lauren german she's she's really good in that role and, and the the ancillary cast is is really uh really well put together as well and and it's just just good dumb fun yeah buddy buddy devil cop like it's just ridiculous you know <laughs> buddy devil cop uh no it sounds good yeah but but check that out uh also if you haven't already watched it the second episode of lovecraft country hit this week and that show is really starting to dial up like i don't know if you've watched the episodes at all no. yet i'm yeah. probably gonna wait till they all come out <laughs> yeah it's 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 getting good um so yeah i can't wait to watch episode number three this coming monday for us in the au or sunday for the rest of y'all around the rest of the globes but um just a quick bit of housekeeping then maybe we can get in some news mm, sounds good first and foremost just wanted to give a, a little shout out and some love to andrew and alex aka a couple of npcs they uh reached the big 200 episode milestone this past week so uh you know speaking from direct experience that's that's no small feat and um mm. mate you guys are killing it you always deliver all the laughs all the fun all the entertainment just just two good dudes doing yeah. good things so shout out to you both much love you know you you're two of our favorite people within this game space and uh yeah here's to another 200 uh andrew and alex are the the greatest dudes and like i always enjoy whenever going well whenever going to like any of like outdoor events of like getting you know packs or whatever it's just really great just hanging out with them because you yeah. always need your your crew that you can hang you know hang out with and just know you're gonna have a good time and andrew and alex are always there plus my my D buddies as well mm -hmm. you showed me the way they did indeed and i think the best thing about those two guys is what you see on stream what you hear on the podcast is how they are in real life like exactly they are just yeah there's no fakeness that's that's them you know it's it's all real and and that's one of the best traits about those two they got many but yeah i think that's that's certainly the best thing about them is is what you're seeing on there that raw crazy energy that honesty that just unfiltered beautiful madness that's how they are in real life and yeah you wouldn't change these two yeah definitely and so um you also have to check out the uh thumbnails for all their podcasts oh, because the that best. is some of the best photoshop work i ever seen so and the, the effort for every single post like it's gold it's just absolute gold yeah alex alex is a savant on the photoshop <laughs> like the stuff he delivers every week and they're different every single week like yep. that's the that's the craziest thing like they take the time to take photos of themselves every week to put into these these thumbnails and just the attention to detail is like beautiful so yeah, mm -hmm. be sure to follow them. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe them on the on the podcast platforms if you haven't already, because they're they're some of the best listening and best watching. If you want to hunt them down on Twitch as well, that you'll find just two good Aussie blokes doing good things. Definitely give them a watch. Check them out on Twitch. Yeah, and when you're done checking them out on Twitch, uh, check us out at apit.net. Obviously, apitnation.net is a good hub that'll give you direct access to the discord to the facebook to to giveaways to our patreon which is at our patreon.com forward slash we are 8 bit if you want to throw us some support monetarily you can do it that way or you could uh buy some sweet threads at shop 8bit.net uh, the best video game and pop culture web store in the oceanus or maybe the world maybe the i don't know we've got some cool stuff there though we've got some of the best designs that i've seen in video games maybe i'm biased because it's uh you know it's part of our brand but taking that 8-bit hat off it just looks good and you want to look good so buy some 8-bit merch from shop8bit.net 
We know I'm buying some stuff from us. Head on over to audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au to get the best in audio-based equipment. You need a new set of headphones, you need a new microphone, you need a turntable to listen to some vinyls. Mate, they've got it all from there. And be sure to get your hands on a set of limited edition 8-bit purple M50Xs while you can because they look so good, they feel so good. It's like a cuddle for your ears. Who doesn't want to get your ears cuddled by the mm. best headphones in the game? And lastly... Uh, iTunes, obviously be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as all the podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective. all the other podcasts you're listening to on the regular because it takes no time, takes no money and it means an awful lot to us all. It helps keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. It helps keep us tracking, helps keep us revel- relevant. So please do that when you can. But for now, let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. All right. So uh, we're going to be unca- uh, unpacking the opening night from Gamescom, which has just aired in the early hours of Australian morning. It's very comfortable hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 11. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we weird hours for all of us. Yeah. You were late last night and we were the red eye this morning to catch this. Full disclosure, I did not watch the opening night live. Uh, so I'm going to be throwing the baton to my uh, ride or die over here to uh, let us steer us through the Gamescom seas. So... Uh, the floor is yours, Miss Hart. Did you wanna did you wanna navigate this bad boy? Yeah, just like an overall, like just general comment on the Gamescom. Like I I, I wanna say that um like Jeff Keeley to like kind of take this on, it's a big feat, especially like one of the a very major like gaming event. Um and then packing it all up and putting it online and streaming it live as well. Um it's it's gonna have issues. It did have issues. But the overall, like, you know, like the setup, the, the, I was absolutely impressed with the stage. They did a lot of um, effects and whatnot with um, the actual stage that Jeff was presenting off. Um, but just in itself, just taking that on, you know, giving it a shot, IGN working with him as well, like, you know, like they're presenting that so us gamers can actually take it in, so... Props to Jeff and and the team and everyone that was involved as well. So he he is everywhere these days. Like obviously, really Summer Games is. Fest weaves into some of this, and now he's got this going on. And Game Awards still potentially kicking at the back end of this year. Like he's a very busy man. So it was good to see him uh, lend his talents to uh, yet another another event or conference. Yeah, his gaming's like granddaddy. Like he's just like out there, like you know, everywhere. We know who he is. We know where he is, and he's always just out there giving us giving us what we need and you know the best way to get it to us so shit it to jeff so in regards to what was announced what was revealed um we started off with well we had um call of duty black ops trailer reveal now apparently there's like a lot of familiar characters in here like i don't know where i dropped off when it came to call of duty but there's some very familiar characters it's set in the 80s kind of like around cold war mm-hmm. um you know it, it had like a like a mission briefing with oh god Reagan, President Reagan I think. Yep. <laughs> I'm Australian, that sounds so I don't about have right. <laughs> but yeah, you're so an American like, citizen now. You should know these things. You should bleed those red, I'm white, and blues. To, I'm gonna have to learn it eventually. I can tell you who I want to forget. Um, so uh, pretty much it just shows you like the roundtable and what they're gonna have to do and how it's implemented and you know just the ragtag team that's involved. Um, graphically, it looks good. Um, I also like the idea of it being set in the 80s. So um, definitely check it out, um, especially if you're a COD fan. Maybe if you're not a COD fan, but maybe the timepiece, 
like the time, the era, you'd probably want to check it out as well. Um, there was also a trailer for a game. Now, I actually was very interested in this game. It's called mm-hmm. Unknown Nine Awakening. Um, it, um, it's a cinematic trailer. I feel like there's going to be more than one character, but the one character we did see was like a small child, a young girl. Just reading a synopsis here, um, that uh, we see a young girl by the name of Haruna as she discovers some new abilities. So she's being chased down by a bunch of kids. And they're trying to attack her, but then she just like kind of like lets out this force where I guess she slows down time so she can get out of the way. So because this is called Unknown Nine, I have this feeling that she's going to be one of you know nine characters that will yeah. have abilities. So, um, so that one was quite interesting. So I definitely think people should check that one out. As the well. trailer looked cool. This is one of the ones I checked out, and yeah, it was only a, a CGI trailer, but. It looks pretty swish, and um, just just the the time period and stuff. It felt like it was very like Prince of Persia esque. Yeah, um, and then like so the moment like the trailer starts, it shows you this young girl like hiding something, um, and then you know you go through her experience as a kid, where she realizes that she has an ability, um, and then towards the end, it shows you like adult hands accessing the secret location. So I assume we'll probably be playing her when she's an adult. So, mm. um. But yeah, I, I like this idea. I feel like that maybe it's a concept that we're familiar with. So Unknown Nine um, Awakening. So check out that trailer. Uh, what else we got? We got Doom Eternal, the Ancient Ones DLC uh, was revealed. It should launch on October 20th, 2020. Um, I mean, it's Doom. It looks good. Yeah, it's just always more gonna, Doom. More, more doom. bonkers Doomness. Like it looked cool. I still need to finish Doom Eternal, but this looks cool. And any Doom fan, I think is going to love this. Yeah, I mean, any more content is always great. Um, we got a Dragon Age 4 first look trailer. Bioware diving into concept art. Um, we got some footage of also, like, people that were involved as well. Um, some voice workers, like, you know, attached to it. Um, I actually have no, like, I've never played a Dragon Age. So, like, I really didn't have any interest in this announcement. I don't know if you're into Dragon Age. I'm I'm into the, the Dragon Age universe and i've played all the dragon age games it was cool that they showed a trailer but like i don't care about if this is going to be the first full thing getting that hype train going again with dragon age and it's just like a behind the scenes type of situation Mm. we see some concept art and like i'm not not sort of frowning upon hearing from studio members like i think that's great to hear the stories and where they're tackling these games from but i was like hmm really like give me some more like i think the biggest thing i took out of it was is solus is back uh and, and he's a big character from from the previous dragon age game so i'm not going to say anything more than that to avoid spoiling stories but seeing seeing that character appear in this i was like oh okay okay you've won me back a little bit here uh <laughs> bioware you've, you've got me back on the train uh, um now for one of the most awkward introductions to a game announcement we had um, the Doc from uh, Back to the Future appear on screen to announce that Surgeon Simulator 2 is out now. <laughs> yeah, th- this was bizarre. Like, I saw Christopher Lloyd trending and I'm like, like he's getting what? older, so I'm like, fuck, has he passed away? Like That uh-huh. was my immediate thought. I'm like, shit. And then I looked and he- he's here hyping Surgeon Simulator 2. Like, yeah. well, all right, no worries. It- 
And like, even Jeff was kind of like, why are you like, why are you here presenting? And he like said something about being a doctor and blah, 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 blah. And it was really weird. I got excited. I honestly thought we were, for some reason, getting a Back to the Future game for whatever reason. I wouldn't have said no. Yeah. But no, Go, was, uh, uh, Telltale did a Back to the Future game. Get they? your hands on that bad boy. Yeah. Little oh. episodic banger. You can get it on, uh, I know it's on Xbox. I got it. Haven't played oh. it, but I've got it. But there you go. Surgeon Simulator 2 is out now. This is another weird one. Bridge Constructor, The Walking Dead. Live. It was a live action reveal. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, <laughs> it was this live action sequence where a guy's like running away from something and then he plugs himself into like a generator and then he gets attacked by zombies to only find out that he was trying to play um, this bridge constructor game and it's got the attachment to The Walking Dead. It's... That was one of the more weirder announcements that happened during this event. Like maybe yeah. there's a maybe there's a massive big construct uh, bridge constructor like group, and maybe this kind of the Walking Dead attachment is a big deal. But like it just it felt weird. It really it did. Weird. Like it just seems to make no sense that these two things are coming together. Like mm. uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't care. That's my problem. Bless. I think I, don't, I just don't care about The Walking Dead anymore. Yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely a beating a dead horse with that one. The next thing that got announced got me so excited and made me sad again. Uh, Sam and Max reboot coming to VR. I don't have VR, but I absolutely adored Sam and Max. Sam and Max like goes back to me like you know young kid playing PC point and click adventures and I just loved how like wild and how like kind of not gruesome but it was you know a little bit fucked up um, Sam and Max so mm. um, you know uh, it's I think it's essentially the remastered one that they brought out but they're uh, opening it up to VR but either way if you got VR look at it you know guys need as much VR content as you can get. Yeah. Um, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, um, a release date was announced. This was such a long, like, like it was like an animated short that they kind of had to the lead up of announcing it. And it went for quite some time. Unfortunately, I didn't have too much of an idea, like, like if I should know these characters, how much I should actually know. And then we didn't really get much in regards to gameplay. So I, th- I guess we've just have got a basis of story, maybe location, maybe character involvement. But they announced that um, they plan to launch it on Oc- October 27. So um, keep an eye out for that. The The animatic was like it was good, but like, like it wasn't like animated animated. It was kind of like st- stop and start kind of picture animated yeah but, um, which is surprising because because blizzard crush their cinematics mm. every every other sort of major reveal they do with i with mean they're overwatch upcoming ones. expansions are just yeah. like i i've said it a heap of times like i'd watch an animated warcraft tv show or an animated overwatch tv show or diablo what whatever a, offshoot what about you know? a warcraft movie oh my god let's not talk about that <laughs> my goodness that was gross <laughs> Uh, to follow up uh, from this, we got uh, Warhammer Age of Sigma, Stormground revealed. I'm not a big Warhammer person. I know that there's a community out there. I don't know if you follow too much either. Yeah, so so Sigma is like like a shorter version of, of Warhammer from what I'm aware of. Like it's it's something you can, it's almost like pick up and play and you've got small, oh, you've got small squads. Mm. So I think you have like a squad, like it's a squad of... 10 or so and it's just real quick skirmish games so yeah. uh, that's my understanding of, of sigma and, and how it slots in 
but uh, I'm I'm surprised. Like this is the first time that Sigma has made its way to to the video game era. Like they've done oh, a lot okay. of 40k and fantasy and stuff like that. But Sigma, this is going to be their first foray into gaming, and um, oh. comes out next year, I think. Yeah. Um, another awkward intro was uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. Um, we had a whole sequence where Jeff Keighley, like he was looking for where Crash was, which is that guy in the suit, like the mascot suit. And we just followed him around him going to Germany and not getting the message. And so, yeah, so uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time flashback tapes revealed. Um, I'm, once again, I'm not really into Crash Bandicoot. So um, that one doesn't really, you know, move to me. But I think Crash fans are probably just happy to get stuff. Yeah, they were Puzzle Room puzzle room sort of levels and apparently mm. they're really hard from like i watched a little trailer on it i was i think they only showed like a 30 second trailer or it something, was but... like quick i think there was also maybe an issue in regards to that transition from watching crash at gamescom germany and then <laughs> the actual uh, presentation happening um <laughs> we also had outriders uh, new cinematic you know looks all right i'm um, excited for this game yeah <laughs> A lot of, like I've heard some people actually really hype it up, so yeah, I'm still to be won over. Um, I'm gonna murder this name. Necromunda Underhive Wars was also another trailer that was dropped. Yeah. Don't I know nothing of... of that one. I've yeah. got no no feedback. I'll say it looks looks interesting. Yeah. It's a good way to be sort of on the fence, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good good way to be. Um, especially when like like when you get like so many trailers kind of like this and you get you get some you know some that you don't know you kind of like take in what you can so i guess the ones that you know i guess maybe pop more to you or appeal more to you you kind of retain a bit better um we also got tear down gameplay trailer as well um i'm gonna quickly move to this one little nightmares 2 gameplay um trailer revealed um are you familiar with like Little Nightmares? Yeah. Yeah, I've I haven't finished the first one, but I got it. I've got it on Steam, and uh, I really liked it. Like it's it's pretty creepy. Like some yeah. of the some of the characters that you deal with in it is it's like it's a little bit eerie. It is, and, and this looks like more of the same. It does, and it, like it does look like more of the same. But you're playing as the protagonist Mono, and it does like kind of look like that. It's like bringing in your character because there's like parts where you see him with the girl with the raincoat. Like, there's other times where you just see, like, oh, it might not be a girl, sorry for assuming, but, like, uh, the character with, like, scraggly, like, hair, and then other moments you see um, this character Mono with the raincoat. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's it's very creepy looking, though. Like, I'm watching the trailer again now. Yeah, so, like you said, it's it kind of looks like much of the same, but they've added, like, obviously different styles of levels, other kind of enemies. There seems to be kind of like a stop-start, like, in the darkness with your torch kind of thing as well. Like, and it is, it's, it's very, very eerie, but, like, I, I'm going to use the term beautiful just because, like, I love the style. I love the way, like, it's designed it's very very pretty it's very much like if tim burton went full horror like he's he's got his things he's done like um you know nightmare before christmas and stuff like that but it's lighter in tone but this is almost yeah. like instead of making it pg let's maybe dance with an ma type of rating and get some yeah. more scary shit in and that's yeah. what this looks like to me yeah it's like he takes like he goes down a cartoon route and then you just completely take like the cartoon out and it's just straight up like you know nightmare essentially but this um slender man dude in it too like i don't like yes. slender man very much but he's he's like uh, it's got to be their equivalent i guess and he looks a bit creepy 
Yeah, like, and like even like the scene. There's a scene where they're walking behind a woman who's playing the piano, and then like she starts turning her head, but then her head goes like fully like towards her back. I yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, we also got WWE 2K Battlegrounds gameplay trailer reveal. They also announced who the commentators are, and we got Jerry the King Lawler also presenting on this uh, this God. video. Ah, uh, like a part of me was kind of like, I'm like, does he still commentate? Like, I'm obviously he, he not does. Like, yeah, oh, he, he does. he still does. Like, he's the last remnant of the the attitude era really but like, i was gonna say the time's past <laughs> he's, he's just so past it like he still tries to do the same shtick from from the 90s and stuff and it just doesn't really land the way it used to like the mm. the wrestling's changed the storylines have changed the tones change but he's still trying to be this hyper sexualized old creepy king like you know <laughs> like put it away mate like you're probably tipping 60 70 now like just yeah. simmer down and hang out with your grandkids there's no way he can jump back in the ring because it's just essentially people beating an old person. So yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, they've always they got his voice and um, Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah, he's I'm he's great. Like he no, nailed it, Mauro Ronaldo. So he's okay. he's great. He's bounced around like uh, NXT then to SmackDown. I think he's back on NXT now. Like I'm not too up to date with the latest mm. in the WWE, but he's got a really good good sort of uh voice and delivery and he's sort of more of the play-by-play guy like he knows the moves and builds it up and talks about what's actually happening in the ring instead of you know jerry king just like doing the whole woohoo puppies remember he used to do that all the time like when there'd be some boobies happening like oh the girls are out yeah yeah Yeah, i remember very much chalk and cheese (laughs) yeah but um i'm just gonna say like this game the the character design just makes me uncomfortable it reminds me of those like little muscle stick men that used to get like they were like little tiny squishy ones oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a bit weird uh anyway moving along we also got to see some star wars squadron campaign gameplay um looks good like i'm still pretty sold like they kind of showed you like both sides um there was like a gameplay featuring uh, princess leia um, we got to see some TIE fighters in action. Um, and to me, it still still looks good, still looks promising. So, and they also, I think they also won um, a Gamescom award. Can't remember which Hell one it yeah. was. It looks so. so good. I'm so excited for this game. Yeah, me too. Like, it just looks good. Like, it just looks plain old good. And I think it's been a while since we've had this kind of style of game. And so it would be good to kind of like just maybe even get that kind of back up and going. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, special mention with this one, 12 Minutes, um, yes. the voice cast was revealed. 12 Minutes I've been following for quite some time because I love the idea of this kind of uh, person stuck in a time loop and, you know, learning from your actions and progressing in story and then like repeating the story so you can get to, you know, a good story's end, but trying to learn from previous, you know, previous timelines but um the trailer had also released like voice actors we've got james mcavoy daisy ridley and william defoe it's ridiculous like there's some big heavy hitters like you've got professor x you've got ray and then you've got green goblin if we want to stick in sort of the fantasy eras we don't want to talk about that Antichrist film that Willem Dafoe's in because that's oh that's that's some heavy shit but uh no, I don't know it's about huge that 
Huge, huge, it's huge, huge massive. voice cast for it's little massive. indie. Yeah, like this game was like small beginnings, very humble start, and then like I saw, I saw, I just got excited because I saw the trailer because I've been waiting for it. Um, but then it was yeah, it was the voice actor announcement. So I'm like, what's William Defoe? That's mm. amazing. So congrats to them. Good on them. Uh, kind of gonna skip through some of these. We got Warframe, Heart of diamos expansion yeah. um it'll, free to play be right now <laughs> all right you're on all platforms uh override 2 super mech league has also got announced we also got a sims 4 journey to batu expansion yeah it ties into star wars right yeah so it looks pretty cute like it has a lot of star wars elements like you can um, decorate your house and exterior and you know a lot of um design elements that will be attached to star wars you got you know light it seems like you've got lightsabers you've got r2d2 units you've got like also like character designs like a lot of alien designs as well so i mean that would look interesting especially kind of how sims 4 can kind of get a bit stagnant so it's good that they got that attachment um, we also got to look at some of Mafia def- uh, Definitive Edition story trailer. So we've been hearing about Mafia getting kind of the good old polish, and it looks good. It looks polished, like it yeah. looks. It looks like a reimagining of that 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 game. So I'm I'm keen to get back into the OG Mafia. Like Mafia Three was very <laughs> to me, but this looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I I never actually got to play original Mafia, so this might be a good time to start. Um, we also got Lemnus Gate announced, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga is delayed to 2021. So that mm. one was meant to come out this year, but it's delayed. Uh, struggling launch trailer was also dropped. That was bizarre. <laughs> that was so strange, like a human ball of meat. <laughs> yeah, I got some like Rick and Morty vibes, maybe some like something more attached to Devolver Digital. That's kind of like the vibe that I got from it. Um, we also got first chorus gameplay revealed. Um, I'm going to move to this one. Fall Guys Season 2 got announced. Um, talking about new stages. It seems like they've got some medieval element that they're going with Season 2. Um, so you also got new character costumes. We've got like wizards, witches, a dragon, a knight. And yeah. we, we saw some gameplay where it looks like you might actually have to work as a team a bit. Um, where... Um, it seems like uh, there's like areas you have to access that are high and you have to use surrounding boxes to get to those levels. So it should be interesting to see how people it, get along. It looks awesome. The, the medieval spin they're doing on this season looks sick. Like I can't wait to have a little dragon or a little knight costume or a wizard. I like the wizard one with the beard. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of cute. So um, yeah, and everyone was pretty hyped for this announcement. So it's pretty funny that they kept it towards the end of the... <laughs> the, the the stream uh mm-hmm. we also got age of empires 3 definitive edition so a bit of spit polish on that one uh wastelanders 3 liberty character trailer reveal uh medal of honor above and beyond story trailer reveal i was yeah. watching it and i felt kind of bad because um I, I guess it's i shouldn't hold them to the same level but after seeing like call of duty at the start and then seeing uh, medal of honor and seeing kind of how it looked it's kind of a bit oh uh, yeah, got to remember though too that Medal of Honor games in VR, so we do lose oh. a little, little bit of grunt because they're going to try and make it more immersive. But I'm with you, like the the processing power you can get out of some of these high end VR units and gaming PCs, you could have this thing really singing. Like you think of like Half Life Alex, how that thing looked in VR, like that was like gorgeous thing of beauty that game. Yeah, um, we got Spellbreak release date announced for September third. Um, 
Turrican Anthology um, got announced to be in development. Uh, we didn't get much in regards. We just got a few people speaking about the development of it. We didn't really get to see much. Um, Turrican, I believe, is like, I don't, I can't remember what console that would have been. God, it may be like the SNES, like, or it could have been like in the MAME arcade cabinet or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we didn't get to see much, but we got to, you know, hear about it. Um, Destiny 2 Beyond Light Element Stasis shown. I feel like a much of a much we've seen before. Just a few more, um, details, I guess, on every, like, class abilities and kind of what it looks like and how it, you know, is used on both like in pvp and pve um the destiny community is already trying to like break it down anyway um and then to finish it all off oof, jeff Keeley um really went in on ratchet and clank rifts apart um the ps5 gameplay trailer um i've actually got to say this game looks stunning it really does it it's looks gorgeous so damn good and like kids that grow up with this they just they're lucky, man. Like they get to see cartoons and then play games to the same like quality, you know? Like yeah. they can just be right in there. It's such a good looking game. Like I still don't think I'll play it because it doesn't look like my kind of game that I would invest time into, but I can't deny that the game looks absolutely beautiful. It looks stunning. It really showcases the the next gen, I think. It's one of those titles where you go, oh, wow. Like the, the depth of field, the character details, the the light rays, the explosions, everything like that. You go, okay, this this is sort of what console next gen is going to start looking like. Like it's, it looks really pretty and it's cool that it's a launch window title as well. So either will be available day one with PlayStation 5 or, you know, shortly thereafter. So it's cool that we don't have to wait too long to get some Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We're playing it, you know, at the end of 2020, which is cool. Mm, yeah. And so that was essentially like all the announcements and all the go-abouts on GamesCon. Um, just remember that um, in between and so forth, they will be still dropping things. IGN will be covering a lot of um, things as well. They'll be doing interviews and other kind of announcements. So, but this was just for today's kind of um, event. So obviously keep an eye out and, you know, stay updated because this will, this list isn't just it. So yeah, yeah. definitely check it out. And good luck to those people that are either staying up late or getting up very early to uh, to watch these live Gamescom announcements as mm. they as they are unfolding on the internets because uh, it ain't easy getting up yeah. at those types of hours or staying up to those types of hours for a bit yeah. of the latest news. I mean, a lot of people kind of felt a bit jipped because there was an Nintendo event that happened this week. Mm. Um, and I think, I believe the only thing that really got announced was a Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. So. Yeah, like right, okay. Yeah, there was it's very underwhelming from what I saw on the twitters. Oh yeah, yeah. But something that was not underwhelming, DC fandom last weekend. Ooh. Holy guacamole! Ooh. Oh my god. So we're just going to be talking the game stuff, and yeah, so DC fandom delivers two huge gaming announcements, and the first one we will start this discussion off around. Uh, and this comes via Matt T M Kim at IGN. Uh, we're talking about Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. And uh, here's the spiel from IGN directly. Shown during the game's DC fandom panel, the first trailer revealed the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League playable characters, which include Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and King Shark, and a 2022 release window. As the name implies and as revealed in the trailer, Superman has become evil, or something, and the Suicide Squad is tasked with killing the Justice League. The plot of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League follows closely to the plot of the Suicide Squad comic books. 
The DC Universe's notorious villains are contracted by the government to form Task Force X and carry out clandestine missions in exchange for a full pardon. In this case, the villains get an extra benefit of killing the Justice League, who probably is the reason. Plus, as suggested, Brainiac is involved as a reason for why the Justice League is suddenly baddies. Rocksteady appeared during the stream to share some additional details, including the gameplay, which will include Rocksteady's superhero, supervillain empowerment from the Arkham games, plus gunplay as these villains are more well-armed. Set in an open-world metropolis, each character has their own unique moveset with enhanced traversal abilities to freely explore the dynamic open world of Metropolis, along with a variety of weapons to customize and skills to master. Suicide Squad will also be a 1-4 to four player experience. Rocksteady says it'll be completely playable in single player with bots filling in the role of three other characters or load in with three friends as a full 4 player squad. Furthermore, players will be able to jump in at any time. So start a single, uh, start a game in single player. Have one or two friends join. Maybe a friends leave. Maybe a friend leaves. It's up to you. Furthermore, players will be able to jump in at any time. So start a, uh, so start a game in single player. Have one or two friends join. Maybe a friend leaves. It's all up to you. So, oh Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Where you at? Give me, give me a temperature check on this one. Okay, so first of all, what a great that was such a great event to for DC fans and by golly did we need it. Um now in regards to this particular game, I'm pretty keen. I um I I don't know how to explain it, but I got some like Sunset Overdrive vibes from Metropolis. Um the character designs, I'm really enjoying that we're not um trying to attach it to the movie um in the movie universe we're actually kind of sticking to the comic books so it was good kind of seeing captain boomerang and his like you know his his get up also like i i based on like how the characters that they've chosen because i mean we've got only four here um but the characters we've chosen it's kind of making sense like you know we've got obviously like the muscle the brawler um, we've, you know, got the guns expert and then we've got like a melee person and then we've obviously got a distance person as well. So it seems like we, they were pretty smart in their choices of why these four characters, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited to play it with a team of like, you know, four people as opposed to playing single player. Um, and I like that it's, um, it's got an attachment to the Arkham game series. Yeah. It's set in the Arkham universe. So, uh, that's kind of cool to know. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good that we're going to get to play this DC game but not have to kind of put up with, um, you know, sticking in like... We, we get to be in Metropolis and it seems like it's just more bit, bit more colourful. It's a bit more vibrant. It's not so dark and dreary. So hopefully we get to, you know, enjoy that a bit more. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more and more details, seeing how big the map is, seeing like exactly, you know you know how many stories side missions and everything that's going to be involved it's it's pretty exciting the only thing that i had a qualm about is i'm trying to find out who the voice actor is for captain boomerang because it's sounding like junk rat <laughs> and, <laughs> and that voice actor was american so yeah. yeah just just pay some money to get an aussie to voice it. I, I don't understand why it's that hard I, I i have this theory that like no no one will believe that they're australian unless you crank it to like 11 or 12 and then it just becomes a caricature. Why don't they just pay Jai Courtney to do the voice acting for it? Like he's, you know, he's a Hollywood actor now, but I doubt he's earning huge, huge money. Like he's an ancillary actor for the most part. Mm. And uh, I, I don't mind him as Captain Boomerang in the movies. 
Um, yeah, I don't so want to be though. Just get him to chuck his voice behind it, like. Yeah. Plus, there's like a good chunk of Australian voice actors out there. Like, like I understand that like there has to be like a bit of Australian twang to it. Like, you can't have someone that I guess is going to sound a bit more like, like articulated Australian. But like. I don't know. I just always feel like that they go down this comical route, like this yeah. almost unbelievable route of the voice. So I just, I kind of wish that they just kind of tuned that in. But if that, if that's my only problem, like yes, he still didn't annoy me. I still loved hearing him say that, you know, he was still hung over from a Barney, like, you know, so. Yeah, it looks great. The game itself, it looked really cool. Uh, I like that it's squad-based. I like that you can drop in, drop out at any one time. So if you're playing solo as King Shark or Captain Boomerang and I want to jump in, I could just you know, take control of Harley Quinn or Deadshot or whoever you haven't picked out of the other two. Mm. And then I can drop out when I'm done doing it. It won't sort of probably disconnect you from the game, take you back to the main menu. Like I like that it's just going to be this live, fluid experience where you can be playing with and without friends at any given moment. I think that's really cool open world metropolis as you said like it looks looks vibrant it looks lived in it looks a lot more uh quirky and and lively than than some of the stuff we've seen in in the arkham games and Mm. just just the the comedic tone and the tongue-in-cheekness that they had when they were introducing these four characters on the top of this roof and seeing them you know wreck shop and and have jabs at each other like i think the the tone and the scripting looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun yeah no actually that's a really good point i did miss that the tone did feel good like it didn't feel too cheesy like it felt pretty pretty organic as it can go so um speaking of cheese though the kind of um the interview that they had with like will arnett like oh my goodness that was yeah that was a little awkward like Um, we get it you you voice lego batman and whatever else like cool but he just was pissing me off with a lot of his hosting on that Fandom yeah, stage. Like, yeah, the, he's get he does get it on my nerves now. Um, but um, yeah, overall, the game announcement was awesome. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Like, it's obviously going to be s- some time until uh, we really see some solid goodness. But um, I mean, it's something to look forward to. It's it's interesting because it is a big uh, direct flex against uh marvel's the avengers which is coming out you know yeah. in the next week or so so it's it's nice to see we're getting more squad based action co-opy rpg insanity so yeah i can't always... wait to see more of this i can't wait to play this game yeah it's always fun that we get to play the bad guys so yeah Although... and, and just yeah. just all the love to king shark by the way he's he's oh. in a bit of a having a bit of a renaissance at the moment like obviously he's in the harley quinn animated show uh, he's he's now been cast in the Suicide Squad soft film reboot, mm-hmm. and he's one of the the four leads in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. So nice, nicely done, King Shark, and nicely done to everyone for recognizing that he's a great character. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I lo- I love him on the animated show. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he's so good. Is he uh, voiced by Ron Funches? I think the comedian. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. Like I and seeing him in the um, trailer announcement. Um, just seeing his character design and how well they done. Um, apparently, they were going to have him in the original Suicide Squad, but the CG and everything was just going to cost too much. So, so we got they settled Killer with Croc. a shitty Killer Croc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fingers crossed for this uh, Suicide Squad movie. 
cast. Mm. <laughs> big, big cast of characters. And so I think we're so going to see many, many a head explode. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got we've definitely got a few disposable characters in that movie. Um, yeah. but that's good. It's because Suicide Squad. People have to die. Yeah, in gory head popping ways. Yeah. And the other, the other big, the big game announcement that came out of uh, DC Fandom, obviously, Gotham Knights, and uh, we ran a little bit of a poll on the socials, and uh, Gotham Knights actually is the game that you are all most excited for out of uh, that and Suicide Squad, uh, taking seventy point six percent of the vote. So, yeah, I I disagree. I um, I would have went with uh with Suicide Squad on this one, in all honesty, but. Not poo-pooing on Gotham Knights. It looks freaking cool, but I, is what it is. I don't think I answered that poll because I couldn't choose. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, I, that's I a can't. good thing. Because like, I feel like we are getting two different kinds of games, two different environments, two different... like. There's like going to be like a lot of things. Like I love that in Suicide Squad we get to play as the villains, and I hope we have a lot of um, like interactions with fellow villains and stuff like that. But in Gotham Knights, we're going to go against villains, so that means I get to see more of my favorites, and it looks good too. So it looks like you know we're going to get you know our comic book based villains, and they're going to look really nice and polished. And yeah, I couldn't. Pick. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So let's uh let's dive into some verbiage here by Joe Scribbles at IGN. After years of teasers, rumors, and speculation, Batman Arkham Origins Studio WB Games Montreal has finally revealed its next game, and unsurprisingly, The Dark Knight Returns. WB Games Montreal's Batman game is officially announced, known as Gotham Knights, set for release in 2021 for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Shown at DC Fandom, the game will feature two-player online co-op, five boroughs of Gotham City for players to explore, the ability to drive around via bat cycle, and an arsenal of combat and gear that will grow as the game progresses. The debut trailer opened with voiceover describing a disaster in Gotham City with Bruce Wayne's body seemingly found in the rubble. Among the characters shown are Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and the Red Hood. A posthumous message from Batman to his friends explains how he has died in the reveal trailer with the Batcave having been exploded but the Belfry is available for, for use to them to keep Gotham safe. The trailer features gameplay of all the heroes in action, as well as a final tease that the Court of Owls will play a major role in the game, but the, but the developers tease that the mystery in Gotham Knights is way bigger than just the Court of Owls. We also got seven minutes of Gotham Knights gameplay, which you are obviously able to watch anywhere on the internet now. Just jump on YouTube and give it a search uh, to get that in-depth look at the upcoming adventure. So Gotham Knights... The Batman is dead. Uh, we're playing with uh, his his sort of band band of uh, offsiders and and relatives and however you want to weave it in and from whichever storylines. But what do you think? Like you mentioned that you couldn't decide between voting for for this or Suicide Squad. Gotham Knights looks sick. Uh, looks I like good. that we've got two player online co op in this as well, uh, especially when you've got these four characters. Uh, available to play as being able to to jump on and have a shared experience with a friend is awesome uh, obviously yeah we're in gotham city as opposed to uh metropolis with suicide squad but it looks cool all four player uh, player playable characters handle differently they've got different weapons different mm. abilities different styles so depending on what you're looking for you're going to get uh that from batgirl nightwing red hood or robin but where you at give me uh give me a temperature check on this one 
Uh, this one looked great. I loved the way that they kind of introduced it. Um, the little like message from Batman, you know, the sad kind of, if you're watching this and that means I'm dead. By the way, I don't think he's dead. But then like the introduction of all four characters as well, like just seeing them like, you know, just seeing them make this like realization that, you know, that they have to like take on, you know, essentially everything that they have been taught or well, everything that they've been through in the past and they need to uh, like uphold you know like essentially batman's you know batman's like place you know his legacy um, his legacy yes and then just going into like you know all the characters abilities and all the like uniqueness so obviously you'll get to choose like between which style of gameplay suits for you or maybe which character you like more um i'm leaning towards like red hood um like i mean i always thought he was kind of badass like like i don't he's very anti-hero yeah like i don't know if they're gonna go down the route that he's gonna actually have like lethal guns or if he's gonna go to his like non-lethal yeah yeah so he's he's firing a lot of guns in the trailer but yeah like you see bodies fall but you don't know if they're like dead i don't (laughs) stun bullets or whatever else yeah but I, i think you're gonna be shooting people up as red hood or old jason todd yeah so um and then just overall just seeing the environment where i think we were following batgirl on her on a bike um just driving through the city and then making her way up to um, a center point where we met mr freeze up the top um just that whole sequence that we got to watch i was just like so excited i'm also really excited just to be like in gotham again like Mm -hmm. just being in the city and like it looks like it's going to be quite open world like like the map is going to be very vast and you're going to get to explore it at your own kind of pace yeah so i'm pretty excited about that i love any opportunity to take like be able to go into a comic book world and you know explore it essentially so live through the pages exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah that's why i was kind of on the fence about these two games that we got announced um but yeah, this this one also looks fantastic. Um, I didn't actually know too much about the Court of Owls, so I've been right um reading up on that, and I mean that part just sounds awesome. Now I'm actually excited for this because I didn't know how significant that was, but now that I've kind of read up about it, like it's pretty damn cool. I'm really looking forward to dealing with them. Yeah, it's it's big time, and and seeing how much of a role they play in the game is going to be interesting. Like as the developer sort of said that the game is way bigger than just the Court of Owls. So I'm curious to see what other yeah. um, rogues gallery members are going to be in here. Obviously, we saw Mr. Freeze and that battle looked cool, especially because you could see um, like elemental um, status effects from mm. certain, like or status effects in general on both Mr. Freeze and as Batgirl. So it's cool that there there is going to be things like that where you're going to get damage over time, uh, buffs and nerfs and whatever else from certain abilities, which I think is pretty cool. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this and, and exploring more of that Court of Owls lore and just sort of seeing how these four anti-hero characters follow in Batman's footsteps and mm. how they're portrayed in the game. Um, I, I'm, yeah, big big Red Hood fan. DC's answer to the Punisher in a way in, in how he goes about things. Like he's not as probably as violent, but he is pretty freaking violent. Like... He don't care. He'll kill people and whatnot. But they're sort of in that same sort of vein mm. to me as far as a direct slash indirect comparison. But it's kind of cool to see. And then obviously you got the the former Robin in Dick Grayson playing as Nightwing and, and Tim Drake. That's exciting. I'm excited to play with someone else. 
dropping mm. in, dropping out. I don't know if it's going to be as seamless as Suicide Squad in that regard. If someone can just pick up a controller and join you or not. It is a shame that it's said two-player, not yeah. four. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I guess, like, maybe trying to make a game uh, play with four, like, is, like, maybe a bit of a, ha- like, a hassle to the story as opposed to, like, just cutting it down to two and two makes more sense. And then, obviously, you know, if you play single, does it still have the bot character? Like the I second don't player know. Is a bot. They, they didn't convey. I'm, I'm assuming not. I'm assuming if you're playing single, it's going to be by yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. I'm just assuming that maybe having the four was going to be a bit too much. I'm not complaining. Like, it, like it would have been cool to have like a four, like all four, like you know, attacking a mission together. But I mean, I'll take two. I'll take one. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll take any any Batman oriented games because th- those Arkham games by uh, WB Montreal are so damn good. Mm. And so special and seeing them back on the horse in this one, even though this universe is disconnected from the Arkham yes. games. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see like kind of where they're placing themselves um, in the comic book universe and where it's going to be like, like how true to comic book lore or if they're going to kind of go their own way with it. Like I'm always interested to see interpretation. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh, if I'm rolling with you and your red hood, I'm going to be Batgirl. I'm not, a, right. not a big Robin type of guy and, and Nightwing, I'm like, mm, yeah, no. So I'm going to be yeah, back there. I'm going to play Night- as Barbara Gordon. I have no interest to play as Nightwing. Tim Drake, maybe, um, with his like kind of stealthy kind of like technology, like I don't know how much of his technology is going to be kind of put into it. But um, yeah, maybe Batgirl as well. But yeah, I'll stick with Redwood if I can. Okay, well, I'll be Batgirl. Be <laughs> Barbara Gordon, getting out of that wheelchair and kicking ass. <laughs> All right. Let's move into this. New releases and events. And the first one I want to bring to the table, The Boys Season 2 drops this week, baby. So oh, September shit. 5th for us in the Australia Super or <laughs> September 4th for everyone else. Get on Season 2 of The Boys on Amazon Prime ASAP. You still haven't watched any episodes of Season no, 1, so please no. do that right away. <laughs> I'll get onto it. Good. And when you're done getting on to that, obviously you can uh, play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on oh, the yeah. same date that uh, The Boys is released, which is September 4 slash September 5 for AU. Uh, NBA 2K 2021 drops on the, the same date as well as Marvel's The Avengers. So uh, we've got some big games. Uh, mm. Hitman 1 and 2 on the Stadia as well for anyone out there that might have a, a Stadia. A stadia. <laughs> But uh, some some big boy games coming out this week, coupled with the boys season two. What a week to be a geek! Yeah, it's a double whammy too. After like last weekend with uh, DC fandom, let's just keep going. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's keep this momentum going into this tweet of the week. And this tweet comes via way of at Devolver Digital, and it just says this: Congrats to our friends at Mediatonic as Fall Guys game crosses seven million units on Steam. Oh. And is the most downloaded PS Plus game of all time. An amazing accomplishment from a wonderful group of folks. <laughs> like, like that poor team. Like, like it's great for them, but I can just imagine being like this team, like this small team being like, yeah, we're going to make this game. Devolver Digital's got our backs. Hopefully we get some interest in it. And it fucking blew up. <laughs> and then just... <laughs> 
crazy. That's, that's so awesome, though. I'm glad that they got, like, so much love and they keep getting love. And, like, I don't understand why FIFA accounts are always talking shit on their Twitter posts. I don't understand that. But, for, like, for the most part, I just i am so happy for them. I hope, like, I keep, like, they keep on going up and they just see nothing but success. It's insane. Like, you sit there and go, when's the bubble going to burst for yeah. this game? And... <laughs> Like clearly they're they're smart. They're thinking ahead, making it seasonal, new games, new skins, keep people coming back. But the most downloaded PS Plus game of all time is like that's a massive big check mark and like awesome awesome work. But then seven million units sold on Steam, Steam yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Like I'm curious to see yeah when when this momentum slows like. I don't see it slowing anytime soon. I think this game could end up selling like 20 million copies. Like, I just, I definitely think that they like quadrupled their quota already of what maybe they were anticipating. Maybe. I don't think a person would sell themselves short, but I don't think they probably at what stage they were at probably wouldn't have projected this success. So No, no way. But the fact that they're... Like they're a small team, but they're very agile. Like they've just been able to scale and scale and scale and mm. scale as the demand. Obviously, there's been some server issues and whatnot. That they've had to shut things down just to, to patch stuff up here and there. But it's just because the the hunger for this game is real. And I mean, it's awesome to see. They've pushed out the season two so quickly. Like a lot of places, another season doesn't happen for like solid like half year or maybe even mm. a year. So, you know, they pushed out a season two within, you know, a month months so yeah it's, well, it's october it's october is coming out right season two uh, i think yeah i think yeah so they're five six weeks away it's it's bananas but it's just good dumb fun mm-hmm. uh, like I, I was talking to some dudes i work with today and like yeah. they're like yeah we play it like I, I rage and whatever else and it's just a game that's accessible for everybody they've even announced or i don't know if it's announced or it's just a strong heavy rumor with minor confirmation that it's going like it's going to get released in china on mobile yeah so i think that's going to be the first foray where we're going to see this thing like a fortnight like on everything and once this thing goes cross platform that's like as in cross play across these platforms it's going to be so good i hope that's going to be the next big announcement after season 2 is it's going to be cross play hopefully I like I don't see myself being too hindered by that but I mean it's always good to like let people play with their friends regardless of console. Yeah, but no. Kudos to uh Devolver Digital and everyone at Mediatonic uh, for just riding this game into the, into the sunset because uh it is it's probably the biggest success of 2020 when it's all said and done. Like I think Animal Crossing was the flag bearer, but I think this game's got a real chance to overtake that and become the talking point of the of the year yeah that's true actually yeah i like because i mean i mean we kind of anticipated a little bit of success with like animal crossing but this like for me i knew this was going to be a good game just for myself but like for any other person like they'd be like what is this game what is this jelly bean game Mm -hmm. oh and now i'm addicted you know yeah yeah now i'm chasing them crowns every night before bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm saving up them crowns to buy this epic skin. I don't buy enough stuff. I just let everything yeah. sit there. You still rocking the the pigeon combination? Yep. Sports pigeon. <laughs> uh, sports dove. Yeah. Yeah. Sports dove. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chucky Fresh. Lead us home. You've got mail. Mail. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> so it's like growl at the end. Sensual. Oh, yeah. And uh, because we are recording earlier than usual, we didn't send this out to the listeners just yet. So we'll sort of throw this question out retroactively and deal with some responses next week. So the question we've got for y'all this week is due to COVID, we have experienced many streamed events moving to an online platform. Some good and some not so good. Do you think we should stick to streamed events from now on? I've That's been, the question. I, I Personally, I've been enjoying these streamed events. I've noticed that devs and people like within like the you know gaming side they're actually more comfortable talking from their homes via webcam you know like i guess the dauntingness of presenting live on stage kind of that awkwardness is just gone and they get to like you know keep themselves together send the message across sell the game sell like what it's about and i enjoy it way more i love it i've been really enjoying these streamed events so i think i think i want to keep them yeah i'm um I'm the same. Like, we're sort of talking about this offline for a hot minute, and unless I'm there, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> if I'm like, not there, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So unless I'm at this event, you know, in Germany or the United States or Japan or wherever and whatever, I don't care. Just make it. Make it. I think maybe just design it for the streaming realm, regardless, and just double down on that and making sure the production value can translate like i got no issues if you pre-record these announcements and trailers weeks or months earlier and then it's just rolled out online like i don't feel the need for it to be live like obviously the the people at the event the reactions sell the the moment more as well but as you said it it allows these developers and publishers that aren't usually customer facing to to record it in their own environment and feel a little bit more comfortable and probably get rid of a lot of the stress and the jitters like mm. you see some of them especially when english isn't their native language it's it's daunting enough doing this in front of millions of people live but when you're trying to translate that from your native tongue to english and make it come out in the way you want it to be it'd be so freaking scary exactly. and so stressful and it would suck that you know you yourself putting putting yourself out there in front of a live audience you're already nervous you're already you know anxious and like like you said even if like english is a second language as well like you're out there because you know you're excited you've got this thing that you want to tell the world about but then it just falls on deaf ears because people can't understand you you're you're messing up your words you seem really nervous so it's not engaging for the audience it's just unfortunate so i think it's just more beneficial for them to be in a on a platform you know getting the message across in a way that's comfortable for them yeah like and then it hopefully lessens the the poo-pooing that the internet does the second it comes out like <laughs> oh you know person xyz on the stage would a wanker or you know learn to talk you know just people being dickheads so yeah i got no issue like for one it's going to incentivize developers and publishers more because it's going to cost them less they don't have mm. to fly their staff fly these booths you know hire these spaces because no doubt they're very astronomically costed spaces that they need to try and you know fund through their marketing so if they can make it tight really focused, clear, concise message online, delivered to everybody, sign me up. I'm down for this. This is this is the new normal. This is the new world, I think. Everything's online. Everything's streamed. 
no one no one wants to go see people in the flesh anymore everyone's too scared you know covid <laughs> and everything else just chuck it on the internet we chuck all it on got there. anxiety now that's that's yep. the new norm yeah no i'm i'm happy with keeping events online but it'd be interesting to yeah see what other people think yeah we'll chuck a poll out there and then we'll uh break down those numbers next week on episode 209 of thg but is there anything else you want to say before we maybe close down the studio for another week? Uh, the Batman trailer that dropped as well. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. I'm on the fence. <gasps> I'm Why? on the fence. Because it feels <laughs> it feels like the, the whole, like, let's put it in a realistic universe again. Which I'm not really about, which is why I probably like the Suicide Squad one more because everyone looks outlandish in their crazy costumes and their ridiculous powers. Like, this is once again, like, let's keep it in the real world. I I don't know. There's a few things that I liked about it, but then there's like a lot that I didn't like. So I'm not feeling it. I get you. I get you. Like, it is very grounded, darkness, bleak, violent, human relatability don't get me wrong i love the scene where he absolutely pummels that guy because oh, we, yeah. we, we, we get to see <laughs> we get to see early batman where he hasn't been able to control his rage yet like so you know it's good that we're seeing that but just there's a lot of things that i'm not sold on catwoman looks great um mm-hmm. i like the starting stages that we've seen of penguin um, yeah colin farrell with the the makeup yeah like completely unrecognizable yeah so um but i just yeah i I want a little bit more before i you know completely dismiss myself from it yeah i i don't mind old uh robert pattinson as batman or patman as they're calling him on the internet it's like he looks sad all the time (laughs) oh my god an internet please stop with the the my chemical romance black parade lyrics tied in with with robert pattinson give it a rest i laughed i laughed at the first one the oh. 20th one that got boring yeah every person's like i'm the one that thought of this i'm the smartest one in this room and then you see yeah five seconds later someone else has done one similar and then the next one i'm like yeah. oh, come on god <laughs> the but internet yeah. internet <laughs> but yeah it looks interesting i just want to see what old uh what riddler looks like yeah they didn't really disclose him well so. the thing with these cat like penguin doesn't look like penguin either like um we're going to be seeing the starting stages of these you know bad guys like the penguin should be kind of already set in his ways based on age and time and everything like that but i don't think he's going to be full penguin yet because it says he hates he hates people calling him penguin so yeah they're saying this is like year two of the batman story yeah so yeah like batman and all the villains they're all still becoming themselves which is kind of cool to see it's like muppet babies (laughs) (laughs) just like it just like it exactly (laughs) waka 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 (laughs) i think that's what the fuzzy bear says doesn't he yeah waka waka (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get on out of here eh let's do it all right we'll catch you all for episode 209 next week apit nation much love and stay hungry You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Hard vengeance. (laughs)
<laughs> the best. <laughs>